It's the way. Yeah, it's the way. You ain't heard of us. Hey, Rams. Hey, hey welcome. What? Heard with us. If you look around for a word to trust, check the star seed journey. You can learn from us. Sex, sleep, drugs. What we gonna discuss? Whatever you need to be prosperous. Negativity superfluous. All we really want is for you to just be true to you and be who you are Cause you are a star and you will go far You can succeed at all of your dreams You'll get your degree and all of those things But you must take care of your health Cherish yourself, your body, your mental, your brains and your wealth You can have fun and still be well That's what we do here at The Wealth Listeners, and for those of you just tuning in to our What the Well weekly podcast, we're glad you're here. I'm Trisha Saunders, the Associate Director of the Wellness Resource Center, and I'm thrilled to be with you this week. I came to VCU and the Well a little over three years ago, and I love it here. I get really excited when I have the chance to work with students, and our Rams are amazing. It's pretty much my mission in life to help people, especially young people, successfully navigate the challenges they face, creating positive relationships, staying safer while exploring their boundaries, discovering the meaning of life, and staying grounded through some really tough stuff. In my role at VCU, I'm also lucky enough to manage the amazing creative team responsible for bringing you your favorite bathroom reading, the Stall Seat Journal. In our first podcast for What the Well, the Wells director, Lisa Joyner, talked to you a little bit about what we do here at the Well and what you can expect from us this semester. She also mentioned that VCU is now a JED campus and how many people from across VCU have been coming together to support the mental health and well-being of our students. I'm here today to talk to you about one part of that larger JED campus initiative. I'll be interviewing some special guests today to help bring some different perspectives on student mental health and well-being. I'll be talking to Dr. Christine Strasser, a staff psychologist from University Counseling Services at VCU, Dr. Amy Adkins, an assistant professor in the Department of Psychology and a researcher with the College Behavioral and Emotional Health Institute, also known as COBE at VCU. I will also, of course, be chatting with some awesome students about how they approach caring for their mental health while dealing with the rigors of student life. By now, I hope that everyone on our campus has had a chance to see some of the messages that we've been putting out as part of our Rams Care campaign through VCU social media and posts with the tagline, Be Heard. Some of the information that you've seen possibly in our March Stall Seat Journal series, which was expertly designed by students in the scientific illustration course within the communication arts department here at VCU. You've possibly seen posters and banners that we've had up in Cary Street Gym and a lot of other different forms of communication that have come out across both of our campuses at VCU. Since I'm a sucker for things like acronyms and cohesion, the CARE in RAMS CARE actually stands for COPE, ADAPT, REFRAME, and EMPATHIZE. Through this campaign, we're working to teach students ways that they can learn to recognize and cope with stress, 
adapt to the changes that get thrown at us as part of life, some expected and others that come out of left field, how to reframe setbacks or challenges as opportunities to learn and grow, and some ways that we can connect to others through building empathy and understanding. Learning how to build all of these skills can help Rams thrive at VCU and then after. Honestly, these are things that most of us work to master on a daily basis. I know I'm still learning and practicing staying grounded through all of it every day. It can be tough and sometimes we aren't able to do it alone. And that's okay. That's what Jed at VCU is trying to do really to help connect members of our VCU community who need some extra help to the resources and the places at VCU who are best able to help them. So if you're curious to learn a little more about this initiative or about JED itself, you can check out our JED website at jed.vcu.edu. So Rams, We're lucky enough to have with us today Dr. Christine Strasser from University Counseling Services here at VCU. Christine's here to talk to us a little bit more about ways that we can recognize and respond to students in need. Thanks, Trisha. Um, Happy to be here today. And as you said, I am a staff psychologist at University Counseling Services and also am the outreach coordinator there as well. So I'm really happy to be here today and to provide some information to students about how to seek help. So, Christine, one of the things we're trying to do is help students recognize signs that they or a friend that they're supporting might be in need of some extra help. Can you help us go through what some of these signs might be? Yeah, so some signs that we can look for that would show us that maybe a friend or even ourselves might be needing some extra help is that we can look at kind of the four realms of our experiences. So we can look at are there some behavioral changes? So are there any changes in sleep, eating, social interactions, engagement with their academics? Are there some cognitive changes? So are there more self-critical thoughts, some self-doubt, difficulties concentrating, focusing, or even maybe thoughts of death or suicide? There can be changes with our physical health. So maybe there's some lack of energy, increased headaches, muscle pain, tension, um, maybe some nausea in their stomach. Um, And also there might be emotional changes. So maybe some frequent bouts of crying, not really knowing what's going on, feeling anxious, some mood swings. And if you or someone you know needs help, we always want to reach out, right? So if we're noticing that all in our various areas of our lives, we're just not feeling like ourselves or our friends are acting differently, um, we want to be sure to encourage them to reach out. And for more information on signs of when to reach out, please check out the Counseling Center website or information listed with this podcast. Thank you. So if a student is experiencing these signs... What can they do to seek help? Um, So what I always encourage is that we should find someone that you trust and ideally a professional that you can trust. So this could be a medical provider at student health, a therapist at counseling services. It could be a provider in the community or even a religious leader. And it's just important to let people know they're not alone in their distress and that help is available on campus and in the Richmond community. Great. 
So some of the research from the Healthy Mind survey taken at VCU in spring 2018 says that most Rams think that their classmates would think less of them for getting treatment for mental health. Mm -hmm. But when they were asked the same question, how they would feel, would they think less of someone, almost all Rams said that they wouldn't. This perception can have a huge impact on whether or not someone reaches out when they actually need it. So what would you say to Rams who were hesitating to seek help? So I think there's kind of multiple layers to that question. And I think the first part is I'd want to know where does the hesitancy come from? Um, Is it due to stigma or is it connected to not believing they need treatment, a lack of time? I hear that all the time from students or a preference for self-management of their concerns. Um, Once, you know, we kind of identified where the hesitancy is coming from, wanting to normalize that and that, you know, really just validating that it is really hard to seek help and how they may believe that they can do it on their own or that their problem is not serious enough, but that they can still come into university counseling and talk with one of our providers and we can help them connect to what resources they may need. You know, not everyone needs therapy, but many people need help and UCS can help direct students to where they can find that help that they need. So again, looking at the various resources on campus and in the Richmond community, we're so fortunate of all the different resources in Richmond that we can kind of walk them through their hesitancy, see what it is, and then kind of see, well, if it's not therapy, what other things can we help get you connected to? Yeah, yeah, that's really helpful. So the Healthy Mind Survey also tells us that often when Rams decide to seek help, it's because a family member or friend encouraged them. Mm -hmm. So what would you suggest Rams do to be better friends? So I think first and foremost, listen and be there. Like basic foundation is just listen, be there. Don't judge when someone shares their pain. Just sit with them. Listen, ask the person what do they need in that moment. Maybe they will want advice. Maybe they will want to just be heard. Maybe they'll want a hug. Um, If as a friend we can be concerned and, you know, show our fellow Rams that we want them to speak up, we want them to come talk to us, um, and we could just listen and be there. We do want to say, though, like if someone is reporting to us that they're suicidal or having thoughts of wanting to die, we never want to keep that a secret. I mean, we never want to promise that we can keep that a secret. And we want to make sure as a community we're helping keep each other safe and to normalize so that we can speak up about mental health concerns to break down those barriers that may be existing to seek help. So you just shared some really important information and some great resources for our VCU community. I wanted to thank you for taking time out of your day to do that and for being part of our What the Well podcast today. Of course. Thank you for having me. So we're lucky enough to have in our studio today two of our amazing students. I'm going to let them introduce themselves and tell you a little more about who they are and what they do here at VCU. Hey, my name is Malcolm. I'm a senior graduating in May. Wow. Uh, I study advertising, creative writing. I just like to work for the well. I try to basically say that my job is to make the well look cool. Hi, everyone. My name is Emily Mushkin. Um, I'm a fashion design junior, and I'm pretty new to the well still. Um, I 
help with the graphic design aspects of the um, stall seed journal. Awesome. So I'm here to ask a couple of questions to get more of the student perspective around some of the things that we've been talking about today. So I think one of the most powerful things we can do as human beings is learn how to support others through tough times. Can you tell me how you've done this or in what ways you've received the support from other people? Um, I guess for me, it was mainly just through um, sports teams. Um, at VCU, I'm on the VCU swim club team, and it's been nice having um, like a physical way of getting out stressed, but then also having others, you know, help me through it, like as a friendship aspect. That's awesome. Wow. For me, I try to just be there. Um, just like make it known in general, like for the friendship that my presence is here if you ever need me. And so then like in having like constant communication, so they're comfortable like with coming to me about stuff. And that includes like my role as a, an RA and stuff like that. But for me, when I need my own support, I found that it's pretty much the same thing, like having those venues to open up about stuff and that can include like with your friends or with an advisor actually Trisha you've been like a huge like component in my mental health journey just um like being there for me and listening to me and giving you and giving me your advice and stuff like that as well as Linda was as well so yeah I hope that answers your question yeah so in those situations when people come to you seeking out support during tough times what do you say to other Rams who might be struggling? Well, I guess it would depend on the situation, but my ultimate goal is to just listen when someone comes to me because a lot of times there's not even anything that needs to be said, but they just want to be heard. So that is my biggest goal. Um, and then after that, depending on what it is and if I have any experience with it, I'll try to, yeah, and I'm always cautious, like putting my own energy into someone else's life, but just make helping them understand that they are strong enough and like that they matter and what they have to say matters, and um, essentially like empowering them to 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 not feel so alone, so that they can feel comfortable moving forward and solving the problems that have that they've been confronted with. If that makes sense. Yeah, going off of that, I would say the same thing, like being there to like listen to the person who, you know, comes to you for advice, um, but also being like a an active listener. But then also if the um, situation that they're coming to me for, if I can't personally help, then maybe, you know, encouraging them to find professional help and seeking other resources outside of, you know, a, a friend yeah, that it's funny. It actually reminds me of the video that we created about a year ago called the self-care song. And one of the biggest take home messages from that is you're not alone. And I think that really does sum up what we're trying to say is that when it comes to seeking help here at VCU, there are so many different places that you can receive that help. 
But I'm wondering if we should just go ahead and, and play the lyrics of that song because it was, I think, such a profound message that everyone needs to hear. Okay, yeah, sure. Let's do it. Hey, what's up? It's the well again. Hoping that you're doing pretty well, my friend. Get educated about your health again. Elevate emotional intelligence I heard you having problems with yourself again Maybe you're focused on the negatives Maybe you prescribe yourself medicine Maybe you're feeling inadequate But that's fine bro, just be mindful You can learn from this if you try to Self-kindness reminds us That our perceptions do not define us Imperfect but you're worth it So take a seat and rehearse this Now take a deep breath, perfect When you're ready to see you better go work it Has them. Those bad thoughts are just like a habit So after approach with compassion Disaster can turn into lasting <laughs> Why be unkind to your own self The well promotes health of the whole self Talk to an expert, no pressure You can bring your best to you if it's better Criticize yourself so you will succeed Well you might mess up when you learn new things Take a stall sheet, that's a guarantee Self-conflict more common than you may think If you're not down, we get some counseling And your heart's pounding, maybe you're frowning Maybe look around at your surroundings Maybe the profoundness can be grounding That song will always stay stuck in my head. I love it. Thank you. <laughs> so another question that I have is we know that how we treat our bodies really does impact how our brains function. So getting adequate sleep, nutrition, physical activity, and relaxation helps to support our mental health. So as students, with all of the different things that you juggle, how do you support your own well-being? Um, I'll be honest, there are points when it does get quite difficult to balance everything. Um, but in situations where I really do need to step back and like self-assess what is going on in my life, maybe even just taking a break from things that are more stressful, um, and that maybe may not be as necessary to see as a priority in that given moment. It, again, it depends on the situation. But that's kind of how I go about my stress management. It's, it's, it's a tough balance because as a student, especially like someone like me where I have like so many things I have to juggle, I'm often thinking ahead, like even weeks, months at a time. So it's tough to find the balance between, yes, managing my time and my stress by organizing myself as much as possible. But then I still need to stay present in the moment and like be mindful about how I'm actually feeling, what I'm actually thinking. So in order to answer your question, like how do I, how do I maintain my well-being? I try to just reflect a lot like I write a lot to myself and just try to maintain my spiritual health as well because I found that all of that stuff is connected as well as like watching what I eat because I found the the worse I eat the worse I feel it, which is which is interesting because when I was younger like oh I'll, I want all I wanted to eat was junk and stuff but now I realize that like it doesn't make me feel good so just like trying to find time to do the things that are just important 
Yeah, you mentioned that. It's the difference, I think, between feeling good in that moment and reaching for that thing that will give you maybe momentary comfort, but won't necessarily sustain your overall health and well-being over time. I think that's a really key um, key point to mention. So I personally believe that there's no such thing as failure, that when things happen... I try and learn as much as I can from that experience so that I can do something different next time. And change can be really difficult. And so being kind to ourselves as we're trying out those new things is really important. I'm curious to know what are the most important messages you've learned when it comes to caring for your own mental and emotional health? This is a tough question. Yeah. Um, I guess for me, like, I mean, going off what you said about how, you know, failure is not something that you believe in. Um, for me, it's like taking a moment where you are, you know, quote unquote, less successful than what you had expected and then allowing that to evolve you, um, especially when it comes to mental health, because there's definitely times when there's a lot of like struggle personally when it comes to developing, but it's like a matter of what you do with it um, and where you go from that and allowing others to help you as well. And knowing that it's not just a um, singular journey, that's something that, you know, you can do as like a community. Yes. Yes. I agree that there's something to be learned from every experience. And one thing that I definitely struggle with is being gentle with myself and just recognizing that I'm going to make mistakes. I'm going to mess up. I'm not going to meet deadlines. I'm going to do things that I probably shouldn't. But something that someone said that always really stuck with me was, why would you say something to yourself that you would never say to someone else? Like, you know, you think about the way that you treat your friends, like you're super sweet to them, like you're so supportive, like you love them. And but when you talk to yourself, well, at least for me, I can't really speak for everyone else, but I often beat myself up and just am not very nice to myself. And that kind of stuff has an effect. It's like basically like bullying yourself in a way. But there's not really anything healthy that can come from that. Um, well, I guess like there's a way to do it healthily, but a lot. I guess it's hard to do it healthily because we're not really trained on how to talk to ourselves in a healthy way. So I guess the message that I would take away from this is just be good to yourself. Yeah. Yeah. It's important that we learn how to catch ourselves when we are sort of playing those criticisms back in our minds so that we can reframe and say, okay, if this were someone I loved coming to me with this problem or issue, what would I say to them? How would I encourage them? And chances are the things that we say to them are not the same things that we would say to ourselves. And I love that motto, right? Don't ever say something to yourself that you wouldn't say to someone in need coming to you for help. So I'm a big fan of checkups. Right. It's recommended that everyone go to the doctor each year for a physical checkup to make sure that our bodies are working in a way that's normal for us. I think that our mental well-being and our mental health is no different. Right. It's important for us to check in with ourselves regularly to make sure we're OK. 
So what do you suggest as ways that students can regularly check in on their mental health and their emotional health? Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> well, Here. okay. Sorry. Um, mindfulness, mindfulness and meditation for me are ways to check on my mental state and just sort of look at what I'm thinking and observe it in a, in a, I guess an objective way as objective as you can be with yourself. So that would be one thing, just like taking time to just sit with yourself and think in your thoughts and just like, you know, pray if you need to just, just look at yourself and see what's there and see how that makes you feel. And then another thing that I think is very important is just how you were talking about, we should go see a doctor. There's doctors for your mental health as well. So maybe seeing like a professional and checking in with them, like talking to them about how you've been feeling and things you've been thinking and see what kind of things they have to say that would hopefully help you on your journey. Malcolm had mentioned earlier about journaling. I feel like for me personally, it's nice to have kind of like a little mini record for yourself to see where you are in terms of your mental health, where you stand with your with yourself, and then just, you know, comparing it to how you feel in that given moment. And then also, you know, along with getting uh, like a checkup <laughs> with um, a professional, also maybe even going to your friends and because they're more of like a an immediate firsthand kind of, I guess, opinion that is more readily available if like uh, professional help can't be like, you know, in that specific moment. So, yeah. Thank you both for taking the time to be here today and for answering these questions. Any last words of wisdom or life lessons that you want to share? Eat, pray, love. Sleep, breathe, be. You are not alone. (laughs) (laughs) So Rams, our next guest is Dr. Amy Adkins, an assistant professor in the Department of Psychology and a researcher with COBE, the College Behavioral and Emotional Health Institute here at VCU. So welcome, Amy, and thanks for being here. Hi, it's nice to be here. Thank you for inviting me. So I have a question for you. We spend a lot of time talking about what success looks like here at VCU, and we really want our students to be successful. For most of them, that means sticking with it till graduation. You've done some really innovative research identifying some of the factors associated with getting students to graduation or keeping them from graduating. Can you tell us a little more about your findings and how they relate back to student mental health and well-being? So I work here at VCU with the Spit for Science Research Project out of Danielle Dick's laboratory in the Department of Psychology. And Spit for Science is this VCU-wide research project that's looking at how both your genes and your environment can influence emotional and behavioral health. So that includes things like substance use and depression, but also things like well-being and flourishing. So a couple years ago, we got a Quest Innovation Award that let us work with the Department of Strategic Enrollment Management and the Division of Student Affairs here at BCU so we could merge our data about health outcomes with data about academic success and also data about engagement with the university. And we were really interested, like you said, in what factors are 
what factors exist that relate to increased retention, and then the negative aspects, you know, increased dropout. So one on the negative side, so things that influence the risk of dropout, we found substance use, um, as you might expect, influenced dropout, particularly heavy substance use. Using multiple substances, it almost doubled the chances or the risk of dropping out. Um, we also found depression, so depressive symptom, things like feeling blue, um, losing interest in things that also significantly impacted um, dropout rates. Um, and the last big thing we found is stressful life events or traumatic events. Experiencing those before you got to college um, was very impactful on retention and dropout. Um, interestingly, traumatic events while at VCU was less impactful, and we think that that's uh, showing that all of the great resources and wonderful people we have here at VCU are helping students. So that was a positive finding. Um, on the positive end of things, uh, we found that engagement with the university um, that is related to increased retention. So being involved in a student organization, more than one, being having a leadership role in a student organization, that's all significantly contributing to retention rates. And we also found that attending rec sports, going to rec sports, participating, um, and the more that you do that is significantly correlated with staying around here at VCU. I actually have a question about um, what... Um, time period, I guess you were focusing on. Were you talking about uh, students like, um, if I'm like a freshman or like f just university students in general? That's a very good question. So we have, we're a cohort study. So we've enrolled students when they're freshmen, if they wanted to participate, and then we followed them over time. And at the point that we did these analyses, we said at any point in a student's career, did they drop out? So students that had been in the project longer were older um, when we're measuring chances of dropping out, and students that hadn't been in the project for as long were looking at like year two. So it ranged from like year two to year four is kind of overall risk of of dropout. Uh, for these particular analyses, we were looking at freshman year or first year, um, things like involvement in organizations and depressive symptoms. We've done subsequent analyses where we look at um, in your second year and your third year. And the interesting thing is we find very similar patterns. So how does this most connect back to student life? So one of the things I think about is that there's a lot of great programs at VCU, and we have a lot of knowledge about what we think helps and doesn't help students. And so I thought this was a nice way of actually kind of putting data behind it and, like, quantifying that, yes, the things that VCU offers, the services are really helping students. And, yes, things that happen outside the classroom do have a large impact on students' academic success. I'm just so I'm fascinated by it because I think a lot of our emphasis – in a university setting is put on the learning that the students gain inside the classroom, which is, of course, valuable and, and so important. But I think what you're showing is that the life that they have outside of the classroom and, and the things that are going on for them outside of the classroom, all those things that make them a whole person are the things that are really going to have an impact on how successful they remain inside the classroom. If you put everything together and you kind of look at all of these variables together, we see a similar pattern. So you'll see some things become slightly more important than others, but it's still looking like everything that we've looked at is still relating to dropout. It's not that variables tend to disappear when you put them in with other things. So as you said, it's really this whole picture that's contributing to student success. 
thank you so much for taking the time to be here and also for taking the initiative to do such important work and important research about our VCU students. Thank you. It's a huge team that kind of comes together to do this type of work. So VCU was wonderful and all the partners we worked with in student affairs and in the strategic enrollment management. Um, Dr. Uh, Dick and her, um, what do I want to say about her? Uh, Dr. Dick and her team having um, the ability and the analytical skill to do this kind of work. And the two people in particular that did a lot of the analyses, um, Nate Thomas, who's a graduate student in developmental psychology program at VCU, and Dr. Peter Barr, who is a postdoctoral fellow in Dr. Dick's laboratory, um, had a huge part to do in this. Awesome. Um, so I have a question about accessibility. Do students have a way of um, reading this research, maybe even being involved in research if it's still continuing, things of that nature? Yes. So on the Spit for Science website, uh, spit the number four science.bcu.edu, there's a list of papers that have been published by researchers here at VCU that are using the data. Um, the analyses I talked about today recently got accepted for publication. It's not out yet, but it'll be posted there once it is. We have once a semester a symposium where undergraduate researchers who have looked at the data, um, done projects such as this, uh, can talk about their research. That's usually around the last day of classes. And that undergraduate research team um, anyone can apply to be part of it. If you go to the Spit for Science website, there'll usually be a notification when we're accepting applications, and we take students from all majors, and we love to work with students who get to look at the real data and answer questions using it. We have a lot of events happening this semester, and if you're interested in getting involved with The Well, one way that you can is to help us raise awareness about mental health and to prevent suicide by joining us at VCU's Out of the Darkness Campus Walk, taking place on March 30th, so just coming up really soon. The registration, uh, you can register online um, at our walk page. You can come the day of the event. We'll be checking people in starting at 9.30. This is taking place on the VCU campus. So you can create or join a walking team on our registration page. And then teams from VCU who raise the most money for the American Foundation for Suicide Prevention through that walk page will also be eligible to win some cool prizes. So please come out and join us to help show your support and to learn more about resources within our VCU and our greater Richmond community to help support our students. And thanks again for checking out What the Well. We're glad you're here with us this week and be well.